0: Welcome to the Shmooz, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I am visiting with Yoav Schlesinger. Yoav currently serves as the executive director of The Kitchen, a startup religious community in San Francisco, as well as the founder of Hello Mazel, a subscription box of Jewish goods and guides. He attended Stanford University, where he received his BA in Jewish studies and a political science and then went on to work at the Jewish Community Center of San Francisco as a fundraiser for Stanford Law School, as a consultant to nonprofit organizations, and as executive director of Reboot, a national network of Jewish cultural creatives. In addition to building community, he enjoys trail running, discovering new ice cream flavors, and nursing his addictions to NPR and the New Yorker. He lives in Marin County, just north of the Golden Gate Bridge, with his wife, two daughters, and Australian shepherd. Welcome,
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Great to have you here. I I imagine on that list is also that you are a bit of a foodie.
1: Uh, yes. I think that's fair to say.
0: <laughs> so, uh, really curious. What's behind the idea of a box of Mazel, and how did it all come about?
1: Yeah. Well, the idea is really just about trying to meet people where they are in their Jewish lives and get a little bit of. Jewishness to them, recognizing that you know not everyone is necessarily connected to a synagogue, not everyone is necessarily connected to a JCC, and there's plenty of people who still want some great Jewish content in their lives. So uh, at The Kitchen, the organization that I'm the executive director of, we were trying to think about ways to get more Jewish content to more people, and we had a bunch of different ideas ranging from... Old, you know, a vending machine in airports where you'd be able to go and get a mezuzah to uh, Jewish video series and all that sort of thing. But the idea of a box kept coming up over and over again, and we really latched on that. And then just really thought about the way we might deliver that content to people in a new, appealing, highly designed, really delicious kind of way, and Hello Model was born.
0: And why do you think now is the time where you have a receptive audience for this? Or do you think it, it's timely?
1: Yeah. You know, I think there's a hunger for recapturing tradition in certain demographics. There's And there's also a desire for uh, Jewishness to live side by side with all of the other things that I might do in my daily life, Right. I don't need to have my Jewishness parceled out as the thing that I do when I go to synagogue on Friday night or the thing that I only do when I'm in Jewish space, but that it should live in kind of the fluid identity that I have in all of my spaces and and all of the identities that I bring to my life. So if I... Foods or my local grocery store, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want my Jewish foods then, and I'm putting Jewish foods in quotes, to be mm-hmm. just you know stale, poorly designed, mass-produced dreck. I want it to be the same kind of thing that I live and eat all the rest of the time. Um, so I think that kind of mashup of identities uh, has given Hello Mazel like a kind of nice niche for people.
0: And I suspect you've got a pretty broad audience in terms of age group. I mean, this can come to a family, it could come to somebody who is, you know, a 20 something or a senior, whatever. Is that true?
1: Definitely true. Uh, we have, you know, customers ranging from bar and bat mitzvah age, where somebody in their family has chosen to give it as a bar and mitzvah gift,
0: oh, great all the way idea. up
1: to. Um, seniors who are buying it for themselves or for their college kids or grandkids or whatever. So it's really spread in terms of age. It's really spread in terms of religious observance. It's really spread in terms of geography. I think we now have customers in 44 states and four countries. So it's a pretty wide range of folks um, who have, you know, all sorts of different needs. Mm-hmm. Some people who live 100 miles from the nearest synagogue or nearest place where they could get any Jewish content, and some people who are living in the heart of Berkeley. Uh, so it's a really – it's a pretty interesting set of folks uh, who are reaching. And
0: and each one of your – if I can call them subscribers, um, they receive four boxes a year. Is that correct? That's right. And can you tell us what's in the box?
1: <laughs> um, but I can tell you how we think about it. Okay, box, right?
0: that's going to be my next um, question. How do you curate this?
1: Yeah, you know, so, well, one of the elements is definitely that element of surprise. We want people to be delighted when they open the box and pleasantly surprised, you know, um, and really just have an experience with all the items that are in that box. So in terms of that, telling people what's coming in the box sort of defeats the purpose, right? And you know each thing and There's no element of surprise, so we really do want to deliver that delight if we can. But in terms of curating the box, we're really thinking about four different things in general. So the first is how do we source, find, deliver the best, quote-unquote, Jewish content that we can find out there? So that might look like the best macarons for Passover or the best Uh, I don't know, I'm just starting to think of another example, Uh, chocolate gelt for Hanukkah, right? So that traditional Jewish item, but elevated, uh, delicious, well-designed. The second thing we're thinking about in general and putting in the box is how do we find and source the best, quote-unquote, non-Jewish items and give them a Jewish context or a Jewish lens for understanding them? So last summer, for example, I put in the box a margarita mix. Now, there's nothing inherently Jewish about margarita mix unless you use it as a lens for saying a blessing or saying a l'chaim with someone uh, and being in relationship with another person. And so, you know, a lot of people wrote to me after they got the margarita mix and said, what's Jewish about margarita mix? And I said, what's Jewish about wine? (laughs) Right. There's nothing inherently Jewish about wine either, except that we've given it that frame and we've elevated it to ritual status. And so trying to think and push people's thinking about what a Jewish object can be. So that's the second bucket. The third bucket is what can we create that is new content or new items for people for the first time? One of a kind, limited edition items that are only created for Hello Marvel. So last Passover, we created a letterpress Seder plate that an Israeli artist worked on with us. And we just a one-time letterpress that we include in the box. Same for last summer, we uh, did a beach towel where we printed the word schvizy on it uh, for both, you know, sweaty, mm-hmm. um, just trying to create these one-time uh, items. And then the fourth bucket is how do we create new ritual? So thinking about uh, actually doing things Jewishly, in life. So it's not just about the eating of the food that we put in or the use of the items we put in, but actually creating a specific ritual around the holidays or the seasons. And so in each box, we've made an attempt also to create a new ritual. And so when we're doing all four of those, the box is really great. If we're doing two or three of them, it's still pretty good. Um, But that's kind of the thinking we're bringing to the curation.
0: Do you think about context for them? I mean, I know you talk about the lens, but I'm just wondering, is there... A little bit of a backstory to each of the items or do you let people have their own takeaway
1: we do give a story uh so each box comes along with a booklet that explains where the items came from why we chose to include them what the what the framing or the reason for our choosing it is and any twist we're giving on it so you know for example in the rosh hashanah box last fall included an apple ginger chutney, right, a play on the traditional apples and honey. Um, So I wanted to give a chance to explain who made that apple ginger chutney. You know, it turns out to be this British Pakistani woman in the Pacific Northwest who makes it in her own home kitchen. That's a good story. I want people to know that, and I want people to understand where the product's coming from and why we've chosen it. So, yeah, we do give that context to each item.
0: I think it's an exciting time for Jewish food purveyors, a lot of young Jewish food purveyors who are doing innovative things, artisanal things, and you must be tapping into that. And I wonder, again, if you can share your thoughts on what is behind all of this new innovation and new ways of recasting the food.
1: Yeah, I don't know specifically. Specifically around food. I mean, I think that it does tie to what I was saying before. You know, there is this idea that why do uh, food should be delicious? Food should be uh, well produced. It should be handcrafted. It should you should know its source. It should be done responsibly and ethically. Right? All those sort of uh, underpinnings of the ways people are choosing to eat now, especially young people are choosing to eat now. I think. Well, that's just translating to their traditional and kosher and Jewish foods as well, and even pushing the boundaries around issues of kashrut, right? You know, um, I know you had the the folks from the Matzah Project on recently, and, and their matza is kosher, but not kosher for Passover, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's interesting, I think, that pushing the boundaries around how we think about food, where it comes into our lives, what role it plays. So all these producers from, you know, the filteria to mm-hmm. the Wise Sun guys out here in San Francisco who are making bagels on the West Coast um, it's an attempt to recapture tradition through food as well as then apply those principles of ethical and modern conscious eating and producing of food and where those two things find uh, synergy is in these new upstart, you know, Jewish food producers.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think that there's a lot going on. I think of the um, Gefilte Manifesto um, that's a really new take on gefilte fish, and why not? Why not look and borrow from the past and move it into the future? Um, So do you have a most surprising find so far?
1: Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, You know, my eyes have been opened to the wealth of stuff happening out there in the world of producers and creators, uh, you know, everywhere from San Francisco to Israel. And there's just so much happening. I don't know if I have a most surprising find. I think that it's still, unfortunately, too hard to find really great designed Judaica Mm -hmm. that's affordable, you know, my 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 next dream is to create the gap of Jewish content and ritual items because there's sorta of no middle ground in, unfortunately for a lot of people. You know, you've got your sort of uh kitschy, not well produced, uh ten or fifteen or twenty dollar items and then there's this, you know, gorgeous artist driven, uh expensive materials you know you can find your 200 hundred dollar mezuzah but where's your really nice 40 dollar mezuzah right the the middle ground (laughs) is not um well populated yet so uh, that's i think a a need for sure for people especially young people who are looking for well-designed stuff but just don't it's it's not readily available to them um
0: so those who are listening that's the most surprising
1: yeah that's maybe the most surprising find right is that it's it's not (laughs) Bindable.
0: <laughs> if you're out there and you're producing this, get in touch um, because you're yes, looking please. for it. Um, and oh, last, well, last quick question. Um, this is done collaboratively. How many of you are curating and what's the, how does it work? Do you get together? Do you look yeah, at items? So
1: I, I have a team, a creative team that works with me to think through a lot of this. Uh, I'm definitely the lead, so what I'll typically do is go out into the world and try to think about those four elements of the box and come back to the team with a proposal for, you know, here are the six or seven things I think we could put into this box. Here's the theme. Here's why I think this makes sense and kind of run it past the creative team, And we'll, you know, uh, run that through the spin cycle, a couple times to just make sure that it coheres and that it's uh, meeting people's needs and maybe an item gets replaced here or there, et cetera, et cetera, and then really just go out and source the products and get them out to people. Um, It's gotten, you know, with each successive box, that process has gotten easier and easier. You know, we spend probably a year thinking about the first box and now spend about two months, maybe a month and a half thinking about each. We're now producing it. So it's definitely gotten more streamlined as we've learned along the way. Um, And it's just a lot of fun to, to think about how to do this thing of recapturing Jewish life for people and putting it in a box. That's a great project.
0: Well, and you're thinking outside the box, if I may. Um, It does. Uh, (laughs) It's all um, very exciting, and um, I think I'll have to subscribe. Before you go, will you tell our listeners how it all works and how they can learn more and subscribe?
1: Yes. So you can go to www.hellomazel.com, and there you'll learn about past boxes. You can see how the subscription process works, and you can order a box. You can order a single box at a time as a gift for yourself or someone else or you can subscribe in an ongoing way uh, so that a box comes every quarter uh, and you can order a year at a time, one quarter at a time. There's lots of different options available to you, but it's a great gift for others and it's a great gift for yourself as well.
0: Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today um, and for a really innovative, exciting product. you um i look forward to receiving the box um thanks again take care
1: you've been listening to the schmooze a production of the yiddish book center in amherst massachusetts to learn more about this podcast and to subscribe visit our website yiddishbookcenter.org this episode is produced by me alexa sewing and until next time be well and be healthy